that's a thousand fucking dollars. <laughs> And welcome once again to Hey, I Have an Idea, the show, podcast show. Yes. That's my brother, Mason Funny Juice Williams. And that's my brother, Mason Funny Juice Williams. I couldn't help but notice... You said your own name there. We're brothers. We're we're the same. Yeah, we we are so close as brothers. We our names are nigh interchangeable. We are as one. Weird. Hey, brother. Yes. Did you invent anything this week? Um well, I mean, I made like fried chicken just a little bit ago. Did you make it from scratch, like your own recipe? Yeah, yeah. No, I. The way I operate in the kitchen, I'm like improv. Like I'm just throwing stuff together. I never measure, and like the the chicken that I used, it came in like pre fucked up form. So I had like these little strings that varied in size oh. between like. Like like half of my hand to one finger to one finger joint, and I like soaked them in mayonnaise, um, and then I tossed them in this flour mixture with like a shit ton of spices, and then I fried that shit, and it came out pretty good. I served it on top of a salad, and I'm pleased with myself, and I ate that, and my wife ate that, and all is well in the world. This of this, my fried chicken. I see. Uh, I don't. I don't think strings are generally a part of uh, chicken's composition. Well, I mean, this was like Amagara fault chicken, apparently. All right. Uh, let me. Uh, won't you? Won't you ask me that same question? Uh, hey, Luke. Yeah. Did I invent anything this week? Uh, well, since uh. Our names are interchangeable. Uh, I'm assuming that you meant that about me. And here's my answer. Uh, nope. (laughs) That was the mislead. I do have some ideas kicking around in my brain that I'm sitting on that are like, just like, oh, shit. Like, I wish I could hijack the topic of our show so that we could just talk about this thing for a little bit because it, it might be money. But that's not how our format works. So, like, I don't no, know. No, no. Our format is we got to stay within the category. Although, I will grant you the category this week is a little on the flexible side. So, uh, like, I believe the category is collectible. That's correct. We are inventing a collectible this week. And insofar as virtually anything can be collected, by all means, talk about your shit. 
and we will assume that it can be instantiated in multiple forms and therefore collected by an enthusiast. You can collect like nearly fucking anything. Now the problem there is what I had in mind was essentially sort of this uh, digital story, sort of an interactive story, and you could collect the copy of this story and, you know, go through it. Uh, Okay. But the number of times that you have the story, that's not the purpose of it, right? Like, us collecting something, a collectible, it should be you know, designed with collectability in mind. Like, well, okay, well, well, speaking as someone uh, like uh, my, my wife, my wife. Yes. Uh, she, uh, I still speaking, haven't seen Borat. Speaking as your wife, go on. Yeah, speaking as my wife, uh, she is heavily involved in several online communities that deal in adoptables. Uh, and huh. these are digital goods. This is intellectual property, but it's still collectible because you have like a character and you're like, this is my character. It is blue. It has this sort of hair. It has this backstory and that's your character and nobody else can have that character. So as long as you have a framework wherein your particular iteration of this you know, interactive story, once you have gone through and gotten this particular type, this particular iteration of the story, that's unique and no one else can have it, then yeah, absolutely, that counts as a collectible. Hmm. Well, I mean, we could put that coat of paint on this thing, but to be completely honest, I kind of wish that this was like, you know, the shout out to me to come up with an idea in 10 seconds. And then like, I could just pitch this as though I hadn't been thinking about it for all day, but okay, uh, well, no, you can't, you can't do that. That's against the rules. Right. I, I know. But then, and if, if there's one thing I'm all about, it's the rules that you are a lawful, awful, falafel. Say all of those things are true. Ad- yes. Adoptable. Adoptable. Uh, how far off the mark is it to compare the adoptable scene uh-huh to the sonic o c scene um i will say uh the sonic o c like sega doesn't control that shit like if i wanted to make thurgood pennyweather the hedgehog Sega can't do shit, but if Sega could do shit and they were like, okay, you may have Thurgood Pennyweather the Hedgehog and give us 10 bucks and now you are the only person who has Thurgood Pennyweather the Hedgehog, then yeah, that would be an adoptable. I see. So there's a market for being the regulator of a certain kind of of content that way. Yeah, you got to have a central authority or possibly a distributed thing, sort of like Bitcoin, I guess. But anyway, a central authority that says, you know, you have designated thing number 358 and no one else does. You are the only one who has 358. Now, this is interesting to me because i'm actually not very familiar with it and it's it's cool that your wife is doing this thing 
I didn't. Oh, oh, I, I, I added a thing to a world. I'm sorry. Can you elaborate? One of the cosmoses that my wife is involved with uh, deals with what's called star dragons, and they have like basically furries, but they got jewels in them, and there's different kinds, and they're magic. Okay. And they needed to add some flora and fauna to their world setting. And they had like a little bullshit contest and they were like, add animals and plants to this thing. And I gave them mumps. And mumps, like everyone else was doing like, oh, look at this thing. It's like an orchid, but it's also a praying mantis and it's super pretty. And I was just like, fuck it. Here's a mumps. They're stupid they chew on anything that looks remotely like a plant and they're just too dumb to really be hurt and they're the herd animals of this world and you can eat them and they taste like beef. Hmm. And like months took off and I basically won that shit because everybody in the Star Dragon world, who, to be clear, I'm not a part of that scene. I am well outside of that, but... They all got mumps now. You just designed some kick-ass uh, flora, and uh, they... fa- fauna. They're 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 animals, not plants. Oh, but sorry. Yes. I thought we were still talking about the. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, because of the gnawing, right? <laughs> the gnawing on things. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm a bad listener. <laughs> um, it's okay. I don't listen to you either. Yeah. Well. Uh, and that's how we have an effective communication podcast. Yep. Um, here's the thing about... If you can't have transparency, you might as well have honesty. Uh, collectibles. Let's talk about yes. them for a minute. Because yes. this digital form is a very relatively new form. And it is uh, sort of different from the spirit of what I think the suggestion is. Uh, mm. That... Um, as it happens, we were cleaning out a back room in our house today, and my girlfriend pulled out yeah. her Pog collection. Oh, she got Pogs! And Pogs are, yes. I think, the most perfect quintessential collectible that has ever existed. What what does Pog stand for again? Like, I know it's a kind of juice. Uh, Like something it's, it's orange like, grapefruit? It's it's the little It's the little creature that... Wookie, the Chewbacca. Oh, he the ate, fucking, yeah, he ate Pogs. Him. He ate them. He, he ate he them, ate... and then they were sad, but then he ate them anyway, because, I mean, what do you want me to do? Bury it? Like, I, I roasted this. Come on. Yeah, he put a lot of time and effort into it. Yeah. They didn't appreciate it. He should have just drank some blue teat milk. Anyway. it Was it, was it blue? I think it was blue. Uh, no, blue is from Tatooine. The stuff that was on that particular island was green. Green. Green teat milk. Uh, actually, uh, the creature that Luke milked is called a Thala Siren. The more you know. Perhaps collectible colored milks. Uh, problem. What's that? That shit gonna go bad real fast. You're right. You can't just put that up on a shelf. Nope. That's no good. Okay, so let's break down the tenets of what makes a good collectible. Displayable on a shelf or in frames or, you know. Or if you're doing it online in a little gallery. 
Sure. But if it was in a physical space, designated furniture for showing off a collection that you're proud enough in, Uh that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, Ideally, you are exchanging money for these things. Yeah, it's got to have value, if not to the public at large, at least to fellow collectors. Yes. The value... Which means that shit's got to be rare. Like, you got to have some things where it's like, oh, I don't have one of those yet. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the tricky parts about how collectibles work and their economy is that with Amiibos especially... There's uh-huh. this artificial scarcity that they, they did, right? They yeah. just freshly released all of these things at the same time, but they released a little bit less of some and only gave them out to certain stores or whatever. And then suddenly everybody was like, oh, that's the rare one, the the gold peach or or pink gold peach or whatever it was. Um, yeah. And, and then there, its value goes up just inherently by it being less common, but that's not the actual scarcity of a collectible that, you know, has to do with every other collectible. Now, here's the thing. Nintendo could do that because, again, Nintendo is the central governing body of this shit. Right. And, like, Beanie Babies, the Thai corporation, they they can be, say, this is a Beanie Baby, that is not. Pogs, you're sort of on the borderline because if just anybody releases a cardboard disc, like, who are you to say that's not a Pog? Uh, and then on the far end, you've got things that are not governed at all. Like if you wanted to collect, I don't know, spoons. Like fucking anybody can make a spoon. Yeah. So you had keychains. Determine... I had necklaces. Yeah, I had keychains for a while there, and anybody can make a keychain. So uh, the question is do we want to exert control? Do we want to be the central manufacturing and governing body of this collectible? Or will we allow people to make their own shit? Well, are we opening this up? Are we open sourcing it? I I think that it's, I think that it's generally the better business strategy overall to try and be the central, the central hub. But the difficulty there is that uh, you got to get a good first crack at it. Because right. if you if your thing doesn't take off, well, was it really worth it to be that central governing body? Um, and I'm certain that there's business decision business decisions that you can make halfway that like, you know, okay, now we're opening it up or, or something like that because it's not selling quite as well. Okay, now we're like expanding so that other people can. Yeah, you it. you can open up a limited thing and say, okay, like these people who are sort of authorized dealers or they're adhering to such and such protocol uh we're saying okay these guys are sort of making sort of half legit stuff but if you want the real legit stuff you're gonna come to you know the source we're the real source yeah we're the real source like they can they can make gops yeah but only the pog corporation can make pogs but that's that being said um I feel like open source is much more our style. I don't know that True. we're so aggressive about business that we are like, okay, man, if we're going to do this, we got to make sure to be cutthroat. Like, that's not, we're going to have another invention next week. We'll be fine. True, uh, true, true. Okay. Can I just share with you my favorite line that was shared by, uh, uh, by my girlfriend when she was going through the pogs because she had, like, a full collection of 
the original like first okay, set. Okay, I think I know what the line is. Did she happen to stumble across one of her pogs that was themed on Alf? <laughs> uh, you could Did not she say, be... remember Alf, he's back in pog form. You could not be further off the mark, although I do appreciate, uh, you know, trying to to wrap all of these nostalgic things up into one. No, okay. uh, what she had said, like I had mentioned, like, oh, this kind of slammer, you know, this this would be really good for for knocking a bunch of pogs over. Mm-hmm. And she's and she's like, looked at me like, what? What are you talking about? Um, I'm like, you know, when you when you play the game and she's like, you don't play games with the pogs. I'm like, no, dude, like that's that's the point of it. That's the point of it, you know. Uh you you're exchanging, you're winning them, you're losing them, you're 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 trying to get as many pogs from people as, as you can. And she's yeah. just like, Oh, but that would damage them and the collection is mint. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that was oh, a different God. approach uh that I'm sure existed for every collectible. Like somebody is the most meticulous, you know, breaks out the gloves to pull it out of its its casing. Okay, well, that leads us into something that I absolutely wanted to segue into next, so thank you for providing this opening. Okay. Do we want our collectible to have an associated game? I can't imagine that we we wouldn't want that. That's totally something we want, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you collect these things and then you can use them either to battle against each other or you can like wager them against each other or something. Do you like dice? I do like dice. What if dice were interlockable? Oh, shit, yes. So you interlock your dice and then... Like, do you still roll them while they're locked together, or... Wait, wait. What if there was different reactions when the dice are working with each other because there's magnet sides happening? Uh, So, like, you you can strategically... Like, you could set this up almost like marble style. Like, you're trying to, like basically navigate an obstacle course or like well like there's there's the different versions of how marbles work and and i'm sure that any marbles that we saw or played was not proper but uh generally you can like bounce them off of certain walls almost like a, a mini golf course or whatever and you okay. can like make a pool game out of it where you're trying to get to the pit and you know call okay so room. all of a sudden the die is no longer merely something that generates a random number it is now, you know, a phys- part of the physical play space. And you are like, okay, I'm going to roll this die past your other die. And hopefully they won't, like, attract too much together. They won't snap together. Because if so, then your die will eat mine and that'll become yours. But if I can roll it past yours, but then also get a higher number on my die than your die is showing, I win your die. That is pretty much exactly where I was going with that, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, and people already love collecting dice, right? Different colors. Yeah. Now, part of the just put a magnet in that, that shit, draw up a rule set, boom! There's there's another bit of difficulty with that, which is Fuck. that magnets can be sort of tricked. They can be, like, strengthened and weakened, right? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like there would have to be a regulation 
along with it. Uh, uh, okay, my dude, first rule of gaming, first rule of art, first rule of relationships, first rule of fucking anything is it's not cheating if you agree on it ahead of time. So, like, you set it up that some dice have an advantage over others, and that's built in. Like, you take it as a given that some of them are weighted differently. And that those ones are worth more. Okay. You want those ones, because they, they give you an advantage. I, I like that, but I think that it's going to be hard to sort of regulate it without some sort of, like, magnet sensor. Which, hey, that could work. Like, you could sell a little peripheral that does register oh, yeah. magnet. Uh, yeah, magnetic, that, that would uh, be easy enough to do. Like, you just roll the thing around on the thing, and it's like, okay, it's weighted in this way. I can tell you that the North Pole, the magnet's on this side, the South Pole, the magnet's on that side. That's easy enough to check. Uh, my other concept was a regulation sort of magnet disc that you can make sure is is the right thing, and you sort of slot it into a a, a cube and snap it in, and then it's ready to play with. So that, okay. like, that could actually be regulated because if this turned into an, any sort of, like, a tournament of, of sorts that, you know, the judge actually analyzes your 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 dice or die or whatever first to check to make sure that the magnet disc is regulation. Oh, now, now here's the thing. Magnet disc, one side's north side, one side's south side, so you're slotting it in, but you don't let your opponent know ahead of time which orientation oh, shit, you're putting yes. it in. Oh, yes. Fuck, are we going to have another good idea episode? Fuck, I hate when we have good ideas. I don't yeah, I don't know what to yes. I don't know what to do with these cuz it's like it's just rare enough that it's like fuck, are we good at this? Damn it. <laughs> okay, and we well, okay, so we got to have like custom symbols that are on it. Like we got to trademark certain symbols. Like this is a specific one, a specific two, a specific three that hmm. when you see this symbol on it, you know it's legit. Whereas we will allow for third party shit. Like if you wanted to 3D print your own dice at home, we can't stop you, but you can't use our trademark swirly number three. Right, okay. Right, right. Now here's the, yeah. here's the key to making that work. Okay. Is that when you're producing the original cubes, right? Yeah. You, you make it so that it just costs a little bit more than it should because it's just a little bit smaller or a little bit more uh, inefficient because of its size or, or shape or something. It's just a little bit more uh, uh, annoying to mass produce. Okay. Then when the Chinese knockoffs show up, they go the simpler, cheaper route, and it's obvious physically to see, oh, it's, it's a little bit bigger or, oh, it's a little bit more clunky or whatever. They, they go the cheaper route. Of course they do because they're trying to cut the profit on it, but the official one will still maintain its its like its anyone look. who's in the scene, they can tell from like three feet away. They just look at it and go, that one's legit, that one's legit, that's a Chinese knockoff. Right. But here's the other thing that's kind of weird about that is that uh relating this to the puzzle cube scene, um mm-hmm. You have your shitty Chinese knockoffs, and I don't mean to always pick on the Chinese, but let's face it, that's the way that industry of the world yeah, works. Yeah, it's like saying Nigerian scammer. Like, we're, right. we're referring to a business model, not necessarily right. something inherent to the ethnotype. But exactly, yes. exactly. So um, so with the puzzle cube scene, there were, there's the, you know, the original Rubik's Cubes, which uh, were the first ones. They're the branded ones. They're the ones that still sell the most because they can charge the most and they're the most you know widespread 
Sure. Then the 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 Chinese knockoffs came out that were like a little bit worse or whatever. But then the scene developed where mm. people were setting their faster times. They were they were working on on you know economy of movement and getting it as pure as they could. And then the principle of you know the three by three cube, it just had to meet certain certain size requirements for it to still be essentially the same. And mm. then the Chinese. Uh, 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 knockoffs also started not, you know, like not the same companies, but the same market started developing like speed cubes that were actually the better cubes. And now the Rubik's cubes are the shit ones. Oh shit. Okay. So we got to make sure that when you're playing in this game, this tournament, like the type of dice, the magnetized dice that we make, whatever the hell the rules of the game are, our kind of magnetized dice are the best kind of dice for playing in that. Yeah, well, as best as we can. I yeah. mean, huh, I, uh, man, I don't know. Okay, so so let's let's break down concepts of like you know what kind of symbols and stuff we want to like. How does game? Yeah, play okay, work? okay. Do we always want to make them d sixes? Are they always cubes? I mean, I'm 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 pretty well thinking d sixes works kind of well. Yeah, because they stick together better. Once you throw in other shapes, then you don't get, like, the the chain effect. It's, it doesn't look as neat. I think one of the main things that I'm thinking, what I keep, like, what keeps occurring to me is um, sort of, like, play field. Because if mm-hmm. we go, if we take these, like, little plastic dice out onto the schoolyard and they're just rolling them on the asphalt, it's not very long before they all get chipped up. That's true. And that's, that's kind of not our problem because then they'll just buy more. True, true. But, but if you want to keep your shit mint, then you're rolling it on an official play mat. Yes, and I'm thinking that the mat itself, like I still want to see obstacles happening. But yeah. what I'm so what but what I'm thinking is it's almost like instead of a big dice box, like you your really nice dice mat, like when you start getting at like league level at like the top tier of this this game, yeah. um it's essentially like Imagine like something the size of of uh almost a, a double sized Scrabble board or something, but okay, then it's okay. it's more like casino style, like a big green felt pit. But then there's like these walls that you can sort of slot in for different play fields or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. I like that where you can set up and say, okay, we're gonna go with this configuration. We're gonna go gonna go with the alleyway configuration. No, we're gonna go with the S configuration. Right. No, no, no. I want to do the one with the bunkers, and then you're rolling your dice into there, and like it's gotta leave your hand and like roll a little bit before it's considered a valid roll, and then the die goes out, and you gotta get it to you know from your hand to certain positions on the mat. And then if the magnets kick in and the dice like stick together, now all of a sudden this dice, this die has absorbed that one. And like the value that's showing is the sum of the two sides that are both up or something like that. Hmm. Unless they're like opposing and like they're pointed in different directions. Then one is subtracted from the other shit, man. That's, Oh, it's it's fucking my brain a little bit because I can imagine getting it to the point where the strategy would almost ought to be per turn. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like you you would want to like change out, but but ideally this is closer to like almost like a like 
golf or curling or or crokino or something where like the objective requires like multiple dice to get to it whatever that objective might be or whatever right yeah and it's it's like pokemon like you enter with your six okay these are the ones that you've got and then you roll your first one and then your opponent sees okay so they rolled out this one so i'm gonna roll out this one and then you're looking at that and you're like oh shit i gotta pull out my red one because i know it's got a bunch of these type of symbols on it and you roll that one and you're coming at it from this angle because you want to hit okay 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 fuck so d6 makes some sense yes but here here's the thing i'm i'm thinking that it's a constant sort of not a rule reversal per se, but like uh-huh. if you say you're you you have yeah, yeah okay say okay sorry I'm still like working on it in my head here okay Hit so me. say Hit say one of the dice face is like two out of the six are eating and okay. uh uh. Your opponent, when they roll, they roll the dice down. It lands on eating. Okay. And you're trying to roll your dice like past that to the objective. But Mm -hmm. if he, if you stick to him, then he eats you because he was already set in the eat position, right? Now, what if you knock him out of that position though? And that's the thing is that you might want to say you've got like an extra strong magnet die. Mm-hmm. that's set to repel you might presume that he's set his eat die to like the more attractive position for the magnet i right? think maybe you don't know how magnets work because it's not attract and repel it's north and south well that's the thing like the the initial it's sort of like a guessing game that like okay is the i know it's attract and repel but mm-hmm. Because, like, how do you strategize okay, so the what polarity do other faces of your... say, right? You got some faces that say eat. What are the other faces? Now, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. The polarity of the magnet in your die, when you're rolling it, you're not going to be able to say, okay, it's going to hit it just flat face. It's going to it's gonna repel it because it's going to, you know... It's yeah, like, if you're rolling dice and that's a meaningful thing, then you no longer have control over the orientation. <gasps> that's how rolling dice works. Mason, Mason, I've got it. I've balanced it back out again. Okay, are you ready for this? Hit me. You have six dice. You have two magnets. So you have in your hand what might be a magnetized dice, or it might just be a dice. And if you hit it with the dice, it'll knock it over. Right, because some of them will just be resin or plastic or whatever. Yeah. Fuck yes. So you're looking at that and you're like, do I roll my magnetized dice with the possibility that they might stick together and he might eat it? Or do I just roll one of my duds? And I mean, it's, it's still a valuable die, but like, do I roll this one knowing that it's not going to be affected by the magnet at all? And I can just, you know, knock it off of the orientation that it currently is. Mm hmm. Now, I'm imagining, like, a chain <laughs> of all of the magnet ones together. And I, I like, do you re... Are like, you they're going to come dice? line up in a snake, yeah. Are you re-rolling dice after they've already been rolled? No. Because, you see, in my mind, in my headspace, it was, it was yes, because 
it was closer to marbles where you take your first shot, you get part of the way, or, or golf, you know, you get part of the way there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say you can re-roll dice only in certain situations. Like if you roll a die and it comes up with a certain thing on the face, like uh, like some one of the, that comes back to my earlier question, what other symbols do we have? We've got each side, but maybe we've got another side that's like re-roll. And when it comes up re-roll face showing on top, like... You can use that to pick up the existing die, or you can leave it. And then if you roll two, and there's two on the field that both have re-roll symbols, then you can use that to re-roll any die. Hmm. I mean, I think it's, I think we, we want to think on this for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And, because... Uh, Okay, can, can we agree that the ultimate shit is when somebody rolls a non-magnetized die and you have two different magnetized dice, you roll them out, they get on either side of it and they sandwich it so that even though it's a non-magnetized die, it's pinned, then you, well, like, that's the ultimate shit. You just yeah, get Yeah, you that. capture it, you, you thought it was safe. That's yours now. You, like, tried to, no... you tried to thread the needle and instead you were bear-hugged. You yeah, double, exactly. Double teamed, yeah. Okay, I I need a I need a drink. <sighs> Are we going to the water cooler? We need to go to that water cooler. I think we should go to the water cooler. Okay. Hello, dear listeners. Mason went off to the bathroom or something. I'm at the water cooler, just you and I, right now. Um, if you were anticipating this episode as soon as possible, I apologize again, uh, that it's super late. Uh, that should be the last of that, which is nice. Uh, as it turns out, I've given my notice at, uh, my job that has kept me there. Like, I literally tracked it in the last 29 hours. I was there 21 of those hours. So I get home with, like, five hours to sleep, and it's like, oh, I could edit the podcast that should come out the next day, or it can happen at midnight or whatever so you know um I, i'm glad that i've can work that out and get you an episode closer to the top of the day uh when it's supposed to come out anyway um we you can advertise with us if you like advertisecast.com slash 2493 your ad would go in this little segment right here um we've got an ad coming up in a minute uh i want also want to mention if you leave a uh, review with us on itunes we will donate a dollar for every review uh, to the Trevor Project, which is a great charity, and uh, you should check it out. Uh, what else? I think that's everything for right now. Yes. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm also very tired. Don't forget, we have a Twitter, a Facebook, and an Instagram, all at H-I-G-A-I show. Uh, check it out and interact with us. We've got that uh, uh, the Twitter verdict happening now so there'll be one of those by the end of the episode also we're taking your suggestions so hit us up uh always worth a shot to do that if you're just listening right now and you haven't suggested one well guess what you totally can you can suggest one and we might just do it it's worth a shot uh so hope to hear from you all right dear listeners i think that's everything so here's ned this is Mrs. Miterbaum for our podcast, Pitching Ideas with Wifey. It is exactly what it sounds like. Mr. Miterbaum pinches ideas to me, and I translate it to the rest of you while sifting through the creative jumble of his mind. Yay! We, we discuss several things, and we usually get a bit off topic, usually when I'm in charge. 
And like one of the newer sense. episodes will be about fetishes that I have personally created. I only have one so far, so stay tuned. <sighs> okay. What are these dice made out of? Uh, whatever dice are normally made out of. Like, not ivory, but, like, whatever sort of fucking resin they yeah, have. Yeah, probably that, that. that plastic resin, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, no, 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 no. My brother, I am coming back from the water cooler, and I got one question for you. Yes. This game, these collectibles, do we have lore? Um... Is there I a would story? Rather... Do we have magic powers? Are there fire dice and air dice and water dice? Is there lore, Luke? Uh, here's for for my preference for this product, mm-hmm. as it exists so far. Here's mm-hmm. here's what I'm thinking. Not so much lore as culture. Okay. I'm much more interested. Do you do you remember doing playing marbles on on at recess as a kid and they're being like, you know, you have to agree on the rules ahead of time. And then there's like duck feet and, and like, you know, there's like fake out rules and there's like all these other like traditions. Uh, I, and you know, these are all figured out locally. Um, okay. We were four years apart, but I'm pretty sure I played a very different type of marbles from what you're describing. Yeah, Mine was a probably. lot simpler. Mine was like you hit it into the circle or you don't. Yeah. But regardless, um Marbles was fun. What were we talking about? Dice. Lore. Lore. Lore for dice. Lord Dice Lore. Dice Lore. Dice Lord. The Dice Lord. Lord Dice. Lord of the Dice. Yes. Um I'm pretty okay with the with the earth wind fire like the storytelling mechanics behind the game um that's that's all good that's all good i'm glad it exists it's it's good okay i'm leaning towards it being a touch overplayed i think that you don't need to have a story for your collectible dice game as much as you need it to be as fun as possible for its medium Okay, so in terms of, like, the anime, uh, a little less Yu-Gi-Oh! and a little more Beyblade. Uh, correct, as far as I understand. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, because I think that it's much more... Is there an anime? I think that we don't decide the anime. Yeah, the the Japanese partners do, yeah. I think the anime is inevitable if it's popular. That's a that's an episode we should do is like an a, an anime, but we got to be more specific. We're gonna have to do an episode of like a harem anime. Well, I absolutely will have some guests in mind for an anime episode. But anyway, fantastic. Let's um, let's come back to the uh, to uh, to our our dice design okay, again. Okay, are they I, all the same size? Now I think that actually that's a good point. Because if you have different sizes, man, like if you have your six and the your opponent doesn't know what it is, there is a, a good like Pokemon battle factor to that. That oh, like yeah. like you don't know what mo- what uh, 
you know, th- this this uh, Pokemon has these moves and, and, and you have to counteract that type and that kind of stuff. If you're looking at, like, someone's dice dice bag, their, like, ready dice bag, they got their regular dice bag and then they got their, like, battle dice bag. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at it like, fuck, what's he got? What's he got? What's his next move? And then he pulls out, like, a dice that's three times the size of your next dice. You're like, shit, shit. I, I you're, can't. you're shitting yourself. But that's the thing is those are super rare. He pulls out one of those and you're like, that's a thousand fucking dollars. <laughs> fuck me. But, like, if you win this game, you could claim it. Oh, boy. How, okay, how like, toxic like, like, of a what, culture when, when do we fucking, want it to be? When fucking Pokemon Go first came out, that was the big thing, was everyone was expecting you're going to be battling against each other, right? Like, you're going to come mm-hmm. up to somebody else, and you're going to, like, fucking duel. And that didn't happen, and you got this shit with, like, gyms instead. It's bullshit. Right. Right. But I remember when when people were first coming out, with the idea of Pokemon Go, there were people who were saying, you know what? I'm going to be a gym leader. I'm going to get all like fire type and I'm going to be like the fire guy and you got to come up to me and you got to beat me. And then I'm just going to give you like a fire badge and like kids are going to come to my house. Like (laughs) that's the kind of thing I want with these dice. Like you get to strut your stuff and you know what? I'm the fire guy. You know five of my six dice are going to be fire-themed. Do you feel lucky, punk? Now, here's what I got to say, man. I commend the mechanic you're after there. I I love that concept of, yeah, being a specialist. And and I I definitely love the concept of, like... um, whatever attributes we can we can give to these dice uh i i can i can get behind what you're saying however i don't want to rip on pokemon style too much because i definitely want to steal the six dice that are like hidden before play mechanic and i don't want to do too much more than that oh yeah 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 no i'm not saying we rip on pokemon style too much i'm just saying that's the type of like fucking attitude i want people to have going into these games is like I've got my team up against whatever the hell your team is. Like, may the best die roller win. Now, and then maybe, like, maybe you have some shit on the line. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's just a friendly match. Okay, can I just say, I know that you were thinking of, like, you know, they roll, they might get a chance to re-roll, but they're but if they re-roll, they're like picking the dice up, they're throwing it down. My yeah. mental image for this still was whether it's like close to mini golf or what, was was more that people people's roles were closer to like pool. Like they've got their head down level with the playing field because they're okay. gonna try to roll it like imagine them instead of rolling down they're extending their their arm like horizontal with the playing field because they're just kind of tossing to the side towards another dice to make contact with uh, it okay so if we're doing it that way then the the playing field like you can't extend your hand over it you've got to be rolling into it from outside Ex- sorry extend your hand over it yeah, what like like if you per- if you imagine the playing field is like just like the size of a chessboard, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can 
roll your dice into it from outside, but you cannot reach over the chessboard and pick something up or roll down onto it. You got to roll your dice so that it rolls into it from. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. I get it. You're you're saying you're not like once a dice is into the field, you're not getting it back, basically. Yeah, well, that, but also when you're rolling out, when you're deploying, you can't have your hand go over the line. I see, I see. I like that. I really like that, especially if you, if it requires you to get a nice level field. And, like, man, I can see, as far as the culture goes, like, you know how, like, when the Switch was unveiled and then suddenly at, at, at PAXs around the world you have people sitting cross-legged around a shared screen? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of community, I would love the concept of like, hey, man, do you think we got enough space to get a, a, a game of blank in? Like, we haven't named it yet. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This floor is pretty good. OK, fuck. Let's do it. And then they unroll this, unfold this, this board. And they're like laying on their stomach, trying to like line up this shot from the optimal distance away. Yes, yes. Yeah, real good, real good. It's. Cl- I'm thinking it's almost closer to curling that way. Yeah, and you got your pro guys who have got, like, the real legit mats, and then you got your, like, your back alley guys who are like, okay, you want to play for real? And they just, like, draw it out on the pavement and chalk. Shit, and that's like, good. No, no, it's going to wreck my dice. And it's like, that's the price to play, baby boy. Come on. You want a $1,000 godzilla dice don't you it's like where where did you even get that how did you afford it it's like dealing coke are you in or not (laughs) don't worry about it i also like the idea of like you you know how uh there's all kinds of superstition around like dice and and rolling oh people are just gonna develop that shit like naturally absolutely Right, but this is actually more of a thing. Now, I imagine you're talking about, like, different elementals and lore and stuff and mm-hmm. people, how they design these things. I'm I'm imagining some that have, like, holes through them for more aerodynamic uh, <laughs> or, or, like, it's it's different density. Yeah. So that you, yeah, have, yeah. A, you have a bruiser and you have, like, uh, uh, you know, um, one that's more for mobility and, oh, shit. Yeah, and you got got one guy who shows up with one, and it's like solid metal. And they're like, what? There's no way that's regulation. And he's like, check the manual. And you, they pull it up on their phone, and it's like, holy shit, they did make like three metal ones. Fuck me. And it's like, yeah, it's like the right percentage of aluminum, and it's, 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 uh, it's hollow uh, on the inside, so it, it is good to, to go. It's just mm-hmm. going to scrape mine up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, I don't think we've got the gameplay quite down, but you know what? I got to say, I, I know that that gameplay would come and would require a lot of balancing anyway. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. No, we would have to fine-tune that shit after generation of generation of play. We would have to be, like, adjusting the variables like the Overwatch team. Like, yeah. fucking, we gotta nerf this and buff that. Like, we would we would have to tweak that as people, you know, break the game over and over again. Yeah, and we're just sitting here like, okay... <sighs> we're on our eighth run of these dice. We three printed them again, and you know we we took the Dremel to this one side. We think that's really going to help with this, but uh, uh, I don't know. We're still having some balance issues with 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 
you know, all of these literal balance things. issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you, are you relying too much on your bruiser dice? Because we don't want to sell just the bruiser ones. They cost more to make. We want more people going for the, for the air dice or uh, like, man, we can put, take this in any direction. Like the, if we do carve lore into it, pardon the, the, I guess it's not a pun to say carve for dice. Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah. they're made of wood, but it, like, if we carve the right kind of lore into this, there would be a scene for it being like more customizable. Like if it's it's like yes, here's the regulation set, but also, uh, you know, Joe Pro here has his own custom wood die that he carves and like treats with a special. Uh, like yeah, yeah, he- that's the thing is you want people to identify with their dice. Like there's going to be some guys who just like get the first six dice that they buy out of a gachapon and they're right. like, okay, these, this is my team. Let's go guys, death or glory. And then there's going to be other guys who are like, okay, I'm themed in this way. Like I've got this lore for how I do my stuff. So all of these are the dragon dice and like, this is the head and this is the tail and this is how I deploy them. And there's going to be other guys who are just like, I'm optimizing specifically for a certain type of strategy. I got my bruiser. I got my uh, agility dice. I got this one that's got like an extra eat face on it. And like, I got this one that's got an ultra strong magnet in it. And I'm strategizing. Like there's going to be people who have the sentimental value. There's going to be people who are just like, playing with money and they're like a oh, fuck it i'm gonna I, i'm gonna spend a hundred dollars per die and like i'm rolling up with a thousand dollars worth of plastic but i i expect to win thank you very much and right. there's gonna be like other guys who are like okay i've honed this i'm i'm a pro because i've put in the hours and then mm. you're gonna have like the plucky kid Who's got like again just his team that he got of a, ga- a gachapon machine, and he's like, I feel lucky, and you know what? That kid could win because it's dice. Yeah, um, I, I want to get back to the magnet idea for a second because, um, I think the magnet disc insert, mm-hmm. uh, or or design is very good, but I also think it's its strength is it's a slight scarcity there, like that's okay. essentially like a spy dice. And I think that, um, I think that in the majority of the official dice, you have uh, like a metal piece inside. Or okay, or, okay. Or... So most of them have metal, but a few of them have magnet. Yeah, and, and you've got and a there few are some... again that only have like maybe ten percent are magnets, ten percent are straight plastic, eighty percent have unmagnetized metal. And yeah, I also like the idea that uh, some that not, not unmagnetized metal. Oh, sorry, yes, yes, some have unmagnetized metal, but some that just don't. But you know, you're strategizing as if they do. So the magnet's right. got a risk reward to it. Well, see, now um, here's the problem: is if you have metal in it that is attracted by magnets, like I can make that magnetized. So I might buy mm. it and buy it as a blank. But then I just like rub my one magnet over it a bunch, and now it's a magnetized die. Now, basically, any of the magnet concept, as great as it is for how it would look, is extremely hackable, and uh, like it's it's a very exploitable part of the game. But I I'm absolutely saying. need to keep that in there. Like I we know. are not just doing this with plastic dice. I mean, come on. I know. Hmm. 
Okay. But yeah, like, I like that it's exploitable. I like that that's something you can customize and fuck with the other players. Yeah. Like that's, again, like I said, it's not cheating as long as you agree to it ahead of time. So as long as people know going into it, yeah, that one die, I recognize it. It's probably not magnetized, but he could have magnetized it. Like if you know that going in and that's uh, that's allowed for you to do, then fuck, that's just another layer of strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, we gotta, we gotta wrap this up a little bit. I think it needs a, it needs a name. Okay, okay, it needs a name, needs a name. Uh, dice, die, dice. I don't want to go into the name die too much, because that's gonna be too weird and morbid. Die. Uh, Isid, which is dice backwards. Um, I am, I got my random word generator going. I've got the first letter oh, set, yeah, to, set to D. D for first, dice. And yes. the first one that popped up was disco. <laughs> disco dice. Dicego. De- defeat dice. De- no. The opposite of that, actually. De- default dice. No. Da de- dice. <laughs> you what? wanna play with the dice? <laughs> No, it's not dud dice. No. Um decent. Decent de- dice. Decent dice. Yeah, decent. Um dice dream. This is me just rolling the Dr- the random words. Dr- dream dice. Dream, dream, dream dice. dice. Disappointment. <laughs> uh okay, okay. Can you set it to just one syllable? Uh Yes. Oh, oh, or alternately, instead of beginning with D, can you set it to words that rhyme with dice? Uh, are you sure you want that? Because I've got dine. Dine dice? And dress. Dress dice. Dump. (laughs) Dump dice. No, no. Drive. Dish. What about cube? Let's, let's, let's focus on cube. Switch to cube. They're not normal dice. But they are cubes. Uh, chief. Clue. Crop. Coal. Cruel. Cruel cubes. Okay, cube. Uh, they got six sides, and you roll up with six of them, so hex something. Hexa. Um, six. Hex, uh, a lot of fun. Hexos. Hex, hexamidabidafin. Hex. Hex Hexmex. Hexmex. Corpse. Cube. Uh, hex, tex. Hex, flex, flex. Cap. Hex, crouch. Coast. Cheese. Cheese cubes. Flex. Hex flex. Flex hex. What about cheese cubes? Flex hex. What about cheese cubes? Hey, Mason. Mason. What about cheese cubes? Well, okay, if I roll up with, with my six cheese cubes, and, like, these are mine, but they're not yours. Not yet. You could win them. 
but they could be yours. They could be not my cubes. They're they're, they're nacho cubes. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying the rhyme. Next. Rhyme. Uh, rhyming flex, dictionary. Flex, hand. Flex. Flex. Hexplex. Hexaplex. Quacks. Yes. And I, I, I remember, I'm not a hundred percent sold that they all have to be D sixes. Rex. Uh, price dice, nice dice, mice dice, rice dice, slice dice. Hex flex, vex. Ooh, hex vex. You could vex a hex. And then finally, zex. Precise dice, advice dice, all spice dice. (laughs) (laughs) Sacrifice dice. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about that for a second. Is there a central mechanic of sacrifice that we can incorporate that justifies that name? Because it's so badass. Hmm. Sacrifice dice. Like the thing is, again, this is not like we didn't go into this with the idea of dice game. This is a collectible. By definition, these are valuable. This is something you are supposed to value and you are supposed to try to collect. So the idea that in order for it to be a real game, you have to sacrifice. I like that. I like it, but it's also makes it difficult. It's not as attractive yeah, it's a hard that sell. way. It's a hard sell. I guess so long as there is a minimum wager or, like, that's the spirit of the game. But if you want to play for funsies, it's just called practice. Like It's in, in, in Overwatch, if you're in competitive mode. <laughs> yeah, there's there's sacrifice dice and then there's practice dice. You just pronounce <laughs> the ice. That's pretty good. That's pretty on good. practice, yeah. But, but no, in Overwatch mode, and I think this is the case with most over most competitive games for the most part um if you are in competitive mode you have a ranking where if you win you it goes up if you lose it goes down and it's based on the team winning or losing so if you got a shit team and they don't win the competitive spirit is real because you're like well what the fuck were you doing you you, you cost us all by losing uh-huh. right um and so there's competitive is scarier because there's actual stakes you want your ranking to go up to to you know, turn pro. Uh-huh. And, and when you get to the top, you actively have to defend it. Like, it will it will run out after a week of no no playing. Like, you have to defend your top title. Anyway, mm-hmm. so taking that spirit to sacrifice dice, yeah, if you're playing the actual game, there's some sort of stakes that you, you have some crappy dice minimum bet. But if uh-huh. you talk someone into, like, hey, I'll play you for, for you know, some dice that are like more valuable it's like oh shit are you sure i'm gonna i'm gonna beat you i'm real good at sacrifice dice yeah like i'm gonna come in with my roster of six and you don't know what it is but if i lose you can have your choice of two of my six oh shit what what about sacrodice because sacrodice sounds like sacroiliac well, here's here's what I'm saying though. Sacrifice dice is a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. And sacrodice also reminds of uh sacrilegious, sacrament, sacred. Okay. So I feel like it's still evocative of some really like 
almost like a gothic. Uh, I don't know if that's the flavor I want to bring, though. Sacrodice. Okay, you know what? I, I agree. I agree. It's not a fun game flavor. I but but I also don't want to take this in a Vegas direction, right? I want yeah. this to be something that's that's fun, but like schoolyard fun, like people get into fights over their dice, kind of thing. I think maybe this doesn't get a name for now. What? Because we got to end the podcast. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, so we we kicked ass in every other aspect of this episode, but we we can't come up with a decent name. Yeah, I mean, this has happened to us before where we had like 90% of a good idea. Yeah. That's all right. Plus, we, we didn't flesh this out. We just sort of pointed to the potential of fleshing it out, which is mm-hmm. fine. Uh, I'm okay with that for now. This is the kind of like, this is also the kind of thing where like, actively if if you and i just started a company or something mm-hmm. and we wanted to like make stuff we could just take these episodes that get this far same with same thing with board game for example or like card game or the yeah, kids show yeah. we could just take these ideas and be like all right time to finish the actual idea cuz we can workshop the rest like oh yeah yeah no like like this is as far as we got in this hour but if you gave me like a couple of days to sleep on it and like oh, forget work, about it, fuck around with it on a whiteboard, yeah, absolutely, I could come up with proper rules for the game and like statistical weighting, and I assume a decent name of some sort. Mm. Mason, we need a verdict of the week. We do, we do. Okay, um, so these these dice. Well, I mean, we can't just say verdict of the week, come up with a name for us. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking, would you play this? Would you Would you collect these? Would you collect these? Okay, no, 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 no. It, you're, you're doing these verdict of the week things as Twitter surveys, right? You can have Correct. multiple uh, multiple entries on this. Just ask them if if you were to collect these, how hmm. much money would you be willing to invest in this hobby? And, like, just zero dollars is, nah, not really interested. If somebody gave me one, I might play a little bit, but then I'd walk away. And then, like, maybe one to twenty dollars. And it's like, Mm. yeah, I might play with this for, like, an afternoon, and, like, maybe I win, maybe I lose. But then you've got your hardcore guys, and it's like, yeah, I could see myself dropping a hundo on this. Yeah, I I think the range is, like, uh... Zero, one to 20, 20 to 50, 50 plus. Okay, okay. So, like, how much money would you be willing to drop on this dice game if it meant that, like, presumably it it heightened your chances to win dice from other people? Yeah. And then, you know, flesh out your collection until you had like hundreds of them on your wall and you're like, "Okay, this is my dedicated team, but those guys right. are the fucking The glory trophies. the glory team in the in the championship. This is this is the team that took me uh took yeah. me to the cup." All right. I think we're done with uh, this collectible for now. Agreed. Hey, Mason. I yeah. Uh, we should do Miter Bump's idea of a family member. Okay, cool. Yeah, also, I should really go to bed. 
Uh, next week, it's a family member. It's a suggestion for Miter Bump. Okay, thanks. Bye. And until next week, dear listeners, I love you so much. Thumbs up, monorail, eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night. Fuck, fuck, fuck.